This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches... Then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get this. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Someone who is arguably the best wide receiver in all of What's going on, Raider Nation? Rolling into episode 38, and it's got to feel good to be a Raiders fan right now. We've had a really good offseason building up to this point, and although we've only had one drive with all the starters out there, at least on offense, you still got to feel good. We had an all-around great game last week, and the first half of this week's game was absolutely phenomenal. We had a great drive, but before we get into the game this week that made us 2-0 in the preseason, uh, I'm going to go ahead and hit on some announcements that happened during the week leading up to our trip to Arizona. On Sunday, the Raiders claimed Hamp Cheevers off waivers from the Falcons. He was an undrafted free agent from Boston College. In a corresponding move, the Raiders placed DJ Killings on injured reserve after tearing a pectoral muscle. After Max Crosby broke his hand during Saturday's game, he had it casted. He even returned for a short period that same game. Then he had surgery on it earlier this week. The recovery time is not set, but John Gruden expects him to be back by week one, if not earlier. On Tuesday, Antonio Brown returned to Napa after losing his helmet grievance which fired up a new campaign. He is now looking for a shut air advantage helmet that is less than 10 years old. So if anyone has a adult large shut air advantage helmet laying around, uh, make sure you send it to Antonio Brown so you can save the Raiders season. And as expected, uh, his agent says that he's already found a handful of helmets and are now working with the NFL to get them certified. I would expect AB to return to practice soon, maybe on a limited basis, but I'd say this Saturday. Wait a second. All this... Antonio Brown stuff. Wasn't he supposed to retire? Johnny Townsend was waived on Tuesday, making A.J. Cole the new punter for the Raiders in 2019. The corresponding move, along with Townsend, was signing both defensive back McKenton Dorlint and cornerback Joshua Holsey, and then waiving just recently claimed Hamp Cheevers. After being released, Johnny Townsend was claimed off waivers by the New York Giants. And before you say it, no, he did not have any trade value. 
Keith Smith has returned from injury, now a step behind Alec Ingold in the race for fullback. Other notable injuries are just Max with his hand and Isaiah Johnson and his concussion. Also leading up to this game, we had a bit of a surprise uh, with second-round corner Trayvon Mullen not suiting up for tonight's game. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with him, but obviously he was not healthy enough to play. Uh, By missing him and also missing Isaiah Johnson, uh, those were two young guys that I expected to get into the rotation, not necessarily as starters, but they should have saw a lot of work tonight. So we were a little bit thin, as you could probably tell, at corner. I think we still played pretty well in the secondary, but you could tell in the second half, wasn't our strong suit. So... Now that we're jumping into the game, let's get started with what players caught my eye and maybe some specific plays. First off, we fired this game up. We finally get to see the starters, Derek Carr and Cruz on the field, and we pound the ball three times with Josh Jacobs. I noticed the first run. I even had my wife sitting there on the couch with me. She's like, wow, that was a good run. Six yards. Yep. Next run. Boom. First down. I was like, all right, cool, we're going to get the ball moving here. Pounded the ball again, another big pickup. He had a good cutback on one of those runs. Josh Jacobs looked really fresh. Um, and then Derek decided to pull the ball back, throw up a jump ball to Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams comes down with a big-time clutch catch. I think he even picked up a penalty um, on a helmet-to-helmet collision. And then after that, we even capped off the drive uh, with a great play design from John Gruden getting Ryan, Ryan Grant open in the flat I was able to skip over the top of another defender, cross the pylon, boom, in for a score. Uh, Derek Carr then was benched after that on two for two for 40 yards, and Josh Jacobs taking his four carries for 21 yards. Uh, So our one-two punch right there was looking really good. Tyro Williams and his one catch looked great. Ryan Grant is now making a a case for this uh, 53-man roster. If not, getting in heavy rotation with uh, even Hunter Renfro, who's the favorite to be the slot receiver. But what Ryan Grant also excels at is being able to play all over the offense. Hunter, of course, is trying to excel in primarily a slot, but he can also play over the place. So uh, that's definitely a competition to keep track of. I know the fan favorite as well. I mean, I can agree. I'm going to be the first one to say Hunter Renfro is my favorite wide receiver right now, Uh, but that competition is definitely something to keep track of. So then the defense gets the ball, and one of the first plays you get Kyler kind of going out – you know, on his you know, little RPOs that they run now. Of course, Kingsbury comes over, and the Cardinals offense was basically a college offense. And I was a little disappointed. Jonathan Abram had, I thought, the angle on Kyler. Maybe he wasn't quite expecting that speed and quickness. Was able to jump around him. Abram came up with a whiff on a tackle. But um, lo and behold, he did come back, and he had a great run stop on David Johnson at the line of scrimmage. Uh, kind of redeemed himself a little bit, of course, getting a little fired up, fired up the defense. And even guys like Cleveland Farrell, uh, they were able to get in there. And I saw him, man, he was chasing down Kyler Murray. That definitely looked good, especially for how fast Kyler is. I think he thought he was going to be able to bend the edge around Farrell. But nope, Klee caught up to him. He was having to throw the ball away. That was some good effort. You know, you know, you can't give up on plays like that. I think Cleveland knows that. And that ended the drive for the Cardinals. So that was definitely good to watch. Raiders defense for sure. For sure, for sure, stepped up in the first half. Even their run defense, we stuffed stuffed absolutely everything. And that's really, you look at offenses kind of like the Carolina Panthers or the Seattle Seahawks or now in this case the Arizona Cardinals. Whenever you have a run option quarterback, you got to watch both. So usually their run game is really hard to protect. You never know who's going to be keeping the ball. I mean, as a 
pocket passer like a guy like a Peyton Manning. That's kind of how almost Derek Carr is. Of course, he is a lot more athletic than Peyton Manning, but he's not going to sell the run as much as Kyler Murray's going to. So uh, defense stepping up, playing smart, having good play recognition. Uh, I was really proud of our, our young defensive line to really keep these guys in check. And even guys like what stood out to me was Vontez Perfect. And I'm going to I'm going to have a quick apology here because I've been a Vontez Perfect doubter here this offseason. I wasn't quite sure what kind of shape he's in now. I will say Vontez in pass coverage, I'm still unsure of. But that's okay because he was playing sideline to sideline tonight as a middle linebacker, uh, running down just about anybody in his sights. Uh, so I was really excited by some of the stops that he made down the sidelines. Looked really good. So Vontez course everyone's already saying that that's the quarterback of our defense and as long as he plays up to par he obviously has the knowledge um he has the you know i don't want to sit here and repeat myself everyone knows what Vontez perfect is to paul gutther so it was good to see him get out there and play really well even guys also i will say too uh, jonathan hankins uh jonathan hankins was a guy that i was really surprised i was over guys like mohurst on the depth chart but man, he really showed up and he played really, really well in the run game. So Hankins is definitely a lock. I want to see Mo get in there a little bit more, make a push for that starting spot. Even PJ Hall came in late in the game. Defensive tackle, I'm not going to say is a very stiff competition, but I think we will end up with a pretty solid rotation of guys in there. Now, Mike Glennon. Uh, I think everyone was super hot on Nathan Peterman last week. Nathan Peterman last week, he did play really well, but he didn't do anything like wowing besides his big run um he had a clutch touchdown throw just after his big run nathan peterman didn't do any really big wowing drives uh so i think that was enough to keep mike glennon in there give him one more shot with the twos i think he's kind of battling still for this job either way i mean between our two backups let's be honest if Derek goes down oh man we're we're screwed with either mike glennon or nathan peterman but that's besides the fact. Uh, Mike Glennon got in there again today and was kind of his same old self, real hot and cold. Um, he made some great throws, and then he goes and he makes a throw like missing a wide-open Darren Waller in the back corner of the end zone. That one, oof, that one really got me frustrated. That got me out of the couch, or should I say got me off the couch in a bad way. You don't want to get me off the couch in bad ways. Um, but then he goes and he makes a dime deep throw to Rico Gafford streaking down the middle of the field. So, Hot and cold quarterback. Uh, shows flashes of playing really well. Uh, just kind of a funny guy. It's kind of hard to figure him out. So um, in the second half, I didn't watch a whole lot of. Uh, Nathan Peterman, I know, didn't move the ball a whole lot. So like I said, if it comes down to it, our backup quarterback job is something to keep track of, but it is not It is not exciting whatsoever. So uh, Derek, just stay healthy, buddy. And the one guy that I want to highlight for this game, my favorite player of this game, was LaMarcus Joyner. And it did not matter who LaMarcus was covering. He was pretty much draped all over the top of him. Uh, LaMarcus, I think, is going to be the biggest addition to the secondary. I know a lot of people are kind of calling him our nickel corner, but he is just going to be all over the place. Kind of wherever the uh, biggest offensive threat is going to be on the field, no matter where it is, he could be... I mean, up on top on an island, you never know. Joyner might be up there covering him. This guy is playing exceptionally well. Um, You might even see him in bunch formations, even jumping back at safety. Uh, This guy is, I think, maybe the Pro Bowl version of Marcus Gilchrist. Uh, So you're going to see him all over the place. Look for a little number 29 to be running around there making plays. Duke can hit. Uh, Dude's a ball hawk. LaMarcus Joyner, he, I was really excited to see him out there quite a bit tonight. Uh, really, hopefully, showed exactly what he's going to be for us. 
uh, during the regular season. And one matchup I watched a lot, you guys heard me toot his horn all offseason, and that was Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn was one of my favorite Fresno State wide receivers coming out, and uh, he had a matchup for most of the beginning of the night against Garyon Conley, and unfortunately, it seemed like Keyshawn was getting the better of him. Um, he, I think he caught like three or four, maybe uh, maybe only two or three on Garyon. Uh, made some good plays. Keyshawn's a great wide receiver, though, and it was funny to hear him actually state that he was uh, one of their most consistent rookie wide receivers coming out, especially, you know, as you can see, they have Andy Isabella and Hakeem Butler also on the roster. So, uh, like I said, he was my sleeper all offseason, so it's happy. He was on the opposing team tonight. I didn't want him to do that great, but it was great to see him out there making some plays, making a name for himself, and obviously uh, could have a pretty big role in this Arizona offense. And now I'm going to say two things about this game. First of all, Booger McFarland, oh my goodness gracious, ESPN, like, why do you even put this guy on the game and quit putting him on Raider games? Gosh, dude, like, we're, we could just, we're there talking about the Antonio Brown drama, and it's like, why does Booger even need to stick his nose in there? And, oh, the, whoa, what really bothered me was how he stepped away from the game for his helmet. He didn't step away from the game for his helmet. He was injured. Like, do you not see his feet? His feet are still recovering. I mean, he you show back up to camp, he wasn't quite ready to play still. He's still recovering, Booger. Like, all he did was exercise the rights that the NFL and the NFL Players Association has given him whenever there's something that he doesn't like. He filed a grievance. Everybody's filed grievances for things. He likes his helmet. No, it doesn't have sentimental value. Maybe it actually has some sort of, you know, vision restrictions putting on other helmets. So I will say this, ESPN, if we get back on Monday Night Football, um, ESPN, maybe you can actually finally put that Monday Night Football banner on the actual Monday Night Football game and not just on some Thursday preseason game, but that's all right. Uh, Just keep Booger off the broadcast. I don't need to hear that. And one thing I will note is this was a much-anticipated game, especially for a preseason game, because a lot of Raider Nation felt a connection, including myself, to the Kyler Murray rumors in the offseason. So uh, having us play him was kind of that, I guess, set in stone. This is the guy that you wanted to draft instead of Derek Carr game. So it was cool to see him go out there and get shut down. I think the Cardinals in the first quarter had like a whopping 22 yards. 22 yards total. That's entirely. I mean, out of everything. How do you have 22 yards total in a whole quarter? Uh, So obviously Arizona and... Kyler Murray and the Kingsbury offense isn't off to the best start. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still preseason. They will improve. They won't be as terrible as they were tonight. At least I hope. That would be very embarrassing. But all in all, as a Raider fan, it's nice to come away with a win. We're officially undefeated 2-0 in the preseason. Rolling in hot. Starters are looking great. Interested interested to see how much they even play next week, uh, given that it's going to be in Canada. Not really sure of the field conditions or anything around them. Not really sure how much John is going to want to play them. I think this was a great drive to end off of. Maybe they just keep dressing them out, dress rehearsal. Maybe they don't play at all. I, won't, I don't care. I mean, I was excited to see him once. I Personally, I don't need to see these starters. I don't need to see Derek Carr or Josh Jacobs or Tyrell Williams or any of our offensive line. I don't need to see any of these guys until we play the Broncos week one. So we'll see exactly how John Gruden handles that. So that wraps up week two of the preseason. We're going to take this quick break provided by Blue Wire. And when we come back, we held 
uh, kind of a special giveaway with a friend of mine from Twitter. Given, he's giving away two tickets to the season opener. We had the contest on Twitter. Uh, we're putting up a youth jersey and an adult T-shirt for a kid, for an adult to take their uh, son or daughter to the game in Oakland against the Broncos week one. That's September 9th. That's the Monday night football game at 730. Um, so we're going to take this quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to have him join me and we're going to announce the winner of the tickets in the Raiders gear. Football season is here, people. It's time to start placing your bets for NFL and college football. Blue Wire is teaming up with sports information traders and the legend John Price, one of the world's most successful sports bettors. So our listeners are given the chance to make more money on football this season. Go to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue and get the college football and NFL futures plays and make up to 15 times your money for only a $99 investment. Last year, sports information traders correctly predicted the Clemson Tigers to win the college football championship, making one client alone $110,000. The year before that, Kurt Presley of sports information traders made $1 million with a preseason wager on the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl. John Price and the sports information traders team can guide you on the best ways to make on futures bets and preseason football betting picks. You get all that for just $99 and the opportunity to make 15 times your money. It's totally worth getting Sports Information Traders betting picks. Sports Information Traders has been featured on ESPNGambling911.com, Entrepreneur Magazine, and many more. John Price has been successfully making money betting on sports for over 20 years. Make a big return for a small investment with Sports Information Traders feature picks. Get started now by going to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue. Again, make sure you go to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue to have your chance to win a 15-time return this football season. And we're back. And joining me now is a buddy of mine from Twitter, Haz Katesh. Man, Haz, what's going on, dude? Hey, how's it going, Cody? Pretty good, dude. Uh, now I wanted to ask you. I noticed your your Twitter handle, and I, and I didn't understand for a while that it was your first name, but at I has copper. Now I was trying to figure yeah, that sure. out, but where's where's <laughs> the copper come from, man? Well, my brother and I, uh, ten years ago in July, we started a uh, recycling business. We uh, buy and sell copper and brass. You know, we buy it from electricians and plumbers and machine shops, and we sell it to China for it to be melted down, and recycled, and we always do. Uh, and we always. Uh, also do uh, an intellectual property destruction. So it was just a bunch of boring stuff. But it was our 10-year anniversary just in July, which is uh, which was a big thing for us. Yeah, that's good stuff right there. Yeah, I um, actually at, at my job we do a lot of work with recyclers. We we deal with tube and shaft, so it's like uh, four sixteenths. We call it stainless PSQ pump shaft, and yes, sir. just like some junk steel and a bunch has a bunch of brass bearings in it. Ah, some of our recyclers they like it, but some don't because they got to take it apart for all the brass and the stainless yeah um but yeah you know we electric motors all that stuff copper wire we deal with all that stuff so we i, I understand your your business quite well and i wanted to <laughs> i wanted to know man you uh i know you hit me up and you wanted to do this giveaway and it was cool you know i'm honored that you wanted to do it through the podcast but i noticed you've been doing a few of them you've been giving away kid jerseys adult jerseys yep. i see some kid rocking like a max crosby jersey it's like the coolest thing dude what awesome. Why are you why are you doing this? All right, so 10 years ago we started the business and you know I didn't really think it was going to do what it did and you know we were very blessed and uh 
you know, we were thinking we were going to do some giveaways at the warehouse and we did some giveaways and, you know, we, I was just on Twitter and I saw this kid and he was talking about how he wanted a, a jersey and I just came up with this idea. I just remembered when I was a kid getting my first starters, Tim Brown jersey. Yeah. It was like five sizes too big, but I slept <laughs> in that thing and I loved it. I mean, there was nothing that was going to uh, uh, detach me from that jersey. So, you know, I thought maybe I, I'd get a get a little contest going and it was just going to be one jersey and it just turned into this big huge thing and it got retweeted and and it blew up and it really i mean i was a little selfish it felt really good you know to see these kids and especially with that whole max crosby thing where he shared in you know they you know he got the i believe the dad got uh max crosby to dm him and they're gonna get the jersey signed it was it was was amazing you know so, uh, but we did a couple of those and, you know, some people were asking about adult Jersey and, you know, we just did one for the adults, but then we did a couple more for kids and, uh, uh it went great. It was amazing. And I'm glad you, you, you retweeted it cause it definitely got a lot of attention from you. So, uh, you know, thank you for that. Yeah, no, I love stuff like that. We try and do as many giveaways as possible too. Uh, but this is definitely, I think the biggest giveaway that we've ever done. And I'm glad that you, yeah, I was going to say, you told me, you told me that you wanted to go out with a bang and I think I you're go definitely out going bang. out with a bang, bro. And, um, the way we did this for all the listeners that aren't on Twitter, um, first of all, you're lucky that you don't get to see my dumpster fire timeline on Twitter. Second, the way we did this was we pretty much posted to where our commenters had to post a picture of their kid because we wanted this to be um, a parent and child event, whether it's your son or daughter. Um, Post a picture of why you need to win these tickets. And we went through, and most of the time I just kind of do a random drawing. Um, This one, we kind of wanted to hand select, and it was really hard to do. Um, And I gave Has here a few options of what I thought would be best. And Has, you've, you've thought about it for a little bit now. Who's going to be the lucky winner for the home opener tickets and the jersey and t-shirt? All right, here we go. You guys ready? We need a little drum roll maybe. Uh, All right. (laughs) So we're going to go with a great, great post written by Raider White. We want you to take your daughter to a Raider game because she can't just go to Kansas City game. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yep. Congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations. We can't wait to see you. Come by the tailgate, and I'll go ahead and give you the tickets. Got to put them on your phone. And it's, it's exciting times, man. I can't wait to see uh, the look on your faces when you guys are cheering for uh, that, that third A-B touchdown in the third quarter. Yeah, that was some good stuff, man. That was actually probably one of my favorite candidates right there because uh, for those that didn't see it, uh, Taylor White here posted a picture of his daughter sitting in front of a pond. And he commented and said, I should win because girls need to make memories with their dads as well. That's where I kind of, you know, I kind of go, you know, I started choking up a little bit. I'm like, yeah, he's right. And then, uh, then he finished it with, and her stepdad has taken her to a Chiefs game, and I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. And I read that, and I was like, you know, you're darn right you don't need that kind of negativity in your life, bro. So, Haz, you know I'm glad that you uh, fixed that for him. Yeah, what's hilarious is I was sitting there with my brother in uh, the room, and he had just posted, and I showed it to my brother. He goes, well, you guys have your winner. I don't know why you guys are still doing it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I told him that we were going to go through all the candidates. And yeah. uh, when, you, when, you, when that was on your list, I thought it was just it was just meant to be. I was like, well, if we're, all th- we're all thinking the same thing. There you go. Yes, sir. No, that was definitely a good candidate. Um, I think it's safe to say we picked the best candidate. So, Haz, I appreciate you coming on here, man. Um, picking this winner i'm glad you reached out i'm glad you're you're making a raider fans uh week one home opener even better they're flying out from kansas city to meet us um but 
this upcoming season. We're two and zero in the preseason. Has what do you expect from the Raiders this season? I expect some great offense. You saw them going down that field today. I know the Cardinals had the number one pick, and everybody's saying, you know, well, you know, they might not be that great a team, but that rushing attack looked great. The offensive line, they looked like they were in sync, and Derek Carr was precise, and I am expecting great things. I'm not going to say we're going undefeated, but I'm hoping for 10-6. and six. I will take 10-6, and six and I will run with it. Yeah, well, I'm going to take your 10-6, and six, erase it, and I'm going to say we're going undefeated. We're going no, – Yeah, just we are. <laughs> no, that's a, that, that's, a, that's a good prediction, man. I'm, I'm digging it, bro. And, uh, and I'm glad we're getting to know each other a little bit, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you soon, brother, and we will see you week one C-Lot at the home yes. opener, man. Yes, sir. All right. Take care, guys. Thank you again. And there you have it. It's always cool to be a part of something great like that. So glad that has reached out. And we're doing this awesome giveaway. Taylor White, hope you're satisfied. Hope to see you at the home opener to receive all your stuff. Can't wait to hang out with y'all. Um, but for those that want to get involved with him on Twitter, make sure you follow him at IHASCOPPER. That's I-H-A-Z COPPER. Not going to say I know him very well, so I'm not going to take any responsibility for you following him on Twitter. But I will say a guy that's doing something great like this has to be a good dude. So give him a chance. Give him a follow on Twitter. You never know. Someone that's doing... Uh, making waves like that in Raider Nation deserves the follow. But I'll tell you what, we got to keep the show rolling. We had a lot of content coming in. And next, I'm going to do a segment that's been kind of on hold for a while, and that's going to be our Raiders Beat segment. So I'm going to take an article from our parent site, RaidersBeat.com. If you guys like what you're hearing now, make sure you visit them, RaidersBeat.com. That's what makes this show tick. So let's quit messing around and let's get into it. With the Antonio Brown news finally coming to an end, the article that I'm picking is actually going to be the final 24 hours and the clarity on Antonio Brown's helmet and feet. As it relates to Antonio Brown's feet, the news cycle over the last 24 hours has been one of the most informative yet. Brown, his agent, and John Gruden have all spoken on the foot debacle, and the puzzle seems to finally be coming together. So let's review. Brown showed up to Napa on Tuesday, but still hasn't practiced in 15 days. Brown returned to Napa yesterday, but he still hasn't practiced since July 30th. It has now been 15 days since A.B. has taken reps with the offense. Reps are important at this time of year, and that's clearly a big concern within the organization after watching Hard Knocks on Tuesday night. Brown left the team to seek alternative treatment on his feet. According to his agent, Brown's absence from the team was about his feet and not about his helmet. An NFL.com report last week suggested that players and coaches were concerned the helmet issue may have played a role in Brown's decision to leave the team. Drew Rosenhaus, Brown's agent, denied rumors that Brown had threatened to retire if he didn't get to wear his old helmet. Rosenhaus also said there could be legal action taken regarding Brown's frostbitten feet. No one has reported on where Brown went when he departed Napa, but according to his agent, Brown was receiving laser treatments on his feet while he was away. The Raiders didn't know when Brown would return to Napa. Watching John Gruden on Tuesday's episode of Hard Knocks, it seemed to be clear that the Raiders didn't even know when Brown was coming back. Or maybe more accurately, 
if someone in the building knew when AB was coming back. They weren't sharing the information with Ruth. If you're making an educated guess based on the information over the past two weeks, there's a good chance the communication between AB and the Raiders wasn't great. Not radio silence, but probably not a case of full disclosure either. AB still isn't practicing with the team, but workouts continue. There were a number of videos showing Antonio Brown with his entourage walking to camp on Tuesday. He definitely appears to be walking in a little discomfort. Nevertheless, he was on the field working out by himself later in the evening. Brown's feet don't look good, but they look better than they did. Was this footage of Antonio's brown foot taken after he returned to Napa? If so, the peeling skin looks less gruesome than Brown's earlier offering on social media, where it appeared that someone had been scissoring the dead skin off in chunks. Both sides get a mulligan on this one. Chalk up the last two weeks to growing pains between AB and the Raiders. There's no question things were a little strained between player and team in recent days. But this is what you sign up for with AB. He likes things done in a certain way, but the hassle will all be worth it if he can produce like he did in Pittsburgh. Lesson learned. Never accept cryotherapy treatments in France. So there you have it. All the latest Antonio Brown news came coming straight from RaidersBeat.com. They were on top of it almost every single day through all the issues, had a lot of clarity on the situation, kept things calm. And as far as I know, every single report that came out of the website was completely accurate and not misleading whatsoever. Did a great job over there of gathering information and keeping things honest. So like I said, make sure you visit RaidersBeat.com for all your Raiders news. Now, we're getting towards the end of the show, and we could be getting to one of your guys' favorite segments here, Real Talk. And we don't have any calls this week. We only took them last week because it was kind of a special occasion with Antonio Brown. We could be doing that more often after the actual regular season starts up. So what I'm going to do now, we're going to quit messing around and we're going to go ahead and get Kenny King on the phone so we can get Real Talk started. Take the baseline out. Uh-huh. 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 Let it bump up. Yo, Cody, I need some more execution right now, bro. What's up, bro? What's going on, Kenny King? How you doing, bro? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. You know, it's just uh, living the dream, living off this uh, this big preseason victory. It's uh, two weeks in a row that we're, we're talking about wins, and I love that. Dude, doesn't it just feel great? Like, right now is just such a good time to be a Raiders fan. This is kind of what we expected. You never know. Going into preseason, you're like, oh, I got... All these new players, how are we going to look? And, you know, in the back of our heads, we understand, we're you know, it's the preseason. Maybe this isn't exactly how we're going to look, but how much more stressful would it be if we were struggling right now, right? Oh, well, I think if we were struggling right now, it would be way more stressful. I think with the fact that, obviously, the team wouldn't be doing well, but then also the fact that we're featured on Hard Knocks. And yeah. everybody's watching. You know, everybody wants to see the dumpster fire that the Raiders are and the, the head case that Gruden is and the dysfunctional relationship that him and Derek Carr have. And, you know, uh, the fact that Antonio Brown isn't there because of his helmet or his feet or whatnot. And guess what? We're not getting any of that. Exactly, bro. And it, you know what's funny, too, is after the first episode, did you notice all the national media people, like, ripping HBO for it not being that great? Because they want these stupid stories just to try and burn the Raiders for them. They want all the juice. They want all the bad stuff. And you know what it is? 
I think they're just a little upset because they thought that as soon as this happened that we were going to get some like dysfunctional show. Like we're going to be two or three episodes in and people are going to be like, man, what are the Raiders doing over there? What is up with their organization? But here we are two episodes in and we look like we have our crap together, Kenny King. It looks like the Raiders are actually back and they have a plan. Our front office looks, I don't know, organized. Mike Mayock, John Gruden. We got some star players walking around. Kenny King, Hard Knocks right now is doing us good and the national media is mad. Hard Knocks is booming. Uh, national oh, media yeah. is very mad. You look at you look at a lot of these guys, and a lot of these guys were counterparts of John Gruden when he was there. And you would think that they would be guys that would you know praise him, want to see him succeed. Uh, but for whatever reason, they're not. Now you look on the other side. Now the network that we're more familiar with, NFL Network, they're on the side of the Raiders, and a lot of them want to mm-hmm. see us do well. A lot of a lot of them want to see the Raiders, you know be that dark horse candidate Derek Carr be that that dark horse MVP and Mike Mayock be the GM of the year because they stand behind their people um no obviously we're not going to get into a battle of the media but at the end of the day it's not what they wanted to see they wanted to see a dumpster fire they're not getting a dumpster fire they're actually getting quality football quality quality players put out there they're seeing great content and I'm excited about it agreed bro now looking at just this last episode alone from Tuesday um, of course, we had a Hard Knocks wrap-up last week. Looking at just this week, if you had to pin it down to one thing that stood out to you, how would you wrap up this show? Execution. I think the <laughs> biggest thing for me is more effing execution. <laughs> Dude, John Gruden lit this episode up, bro. Dude, he really did. He really did. He got me fired up. And I think that, you know, a lot of people wanted to see classic Gruden, and they got it. They got it this week. <laughs> Absolutely. And another guy... I mean, it went a little unnoticed because of, you know, Gruden's very colorful commentary. But Brinston Buckner uh, pulling the defensive line, uh, you know, aside, getting him in a group, and really just giving him a talking to and saying, like, look, guys, quit talking about what they're doing and focus on what you're doing. And he really nailed it into their head. Kenny King, uh, Buckner, low-key, best, I think, coaching staff acquirement, you know, assistant-wise. You know, honestly... With the exception of Mike Mayock and obviously Antonio Brown, I think Brunson Buckner is probably the best addition to the Raiders squad in this offseason. Um, I love the guy as a, as a player. He was a solid player. Didn't, you know, didn't have a ton of stats, uh, but was just always there, always making plays. Um, but as a coach, the guy is out there motivating, teaching, leading men. And he's making he's making these players better not only better men, but better athletes, better defensive linemen, better defensive ends. I mean, look at Arden Key. You saw Arden Key tonight. The way that he's bending, the way that he's getting around the corner, the way that he's breaking down, the way that he's getting containment, it's it's light years improvement over what he did last year. Agreed. And now one thing, too, is I want to say is that talk was coming during the Rams and Raiders joint practices. Yeah. But I was there for both joint practices, and I was a little concerned with the way that hard knocks – perceive them because of course the first day i'm gonna say i will i will be honest the first day we were definitely getting manhandled out there the rams defense uh you would think that they're out there winning playoff games they were just having the time of their life they control our offense pretty much the entire time the defense couldn't do much they definitely couldn't stop the tight end but what else is new but now i expect i'm like okay like okay that sucked the first day, the way they showed that really sucked. Now, let's see how they show the second day. The second day was, of course, better. You know, of course, they, they tried to show 
Oh, yeah, but, you know, the Raiders are able to show who the real silver and black is. Da, 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 da. However, the HBO guy, you know, gets after it. But our offense really, really lit up that Rams defense day two. Like, I mean, they controlled it almost the entire – I mean, that defense probably had nothing to celebrate all of day two. I don't, I don't remember one interception happening – all day, not really one big pass breakup. Uh, maybe a couple, you know, goofy, uh, you know, working out, working out the kinks in the offense kind of thing. But Hunter Renfro tore up the Rams. Um, pretty much everybody was was tearing up that Rams defense. That was without Antonio Brown and even Tyrell Williams was uh, playing a little limited on day two. But man, uh, HBO did not do day two justice of that joint practice. We, I mean, we ran the table on them for sure, man. Not at all. And I mean, obviously I wasn't there, but I talked to you extensively the time that you were there. I was following Vic. I was following Jerry and and seeing what everybody was tweeting. And I mean, what was what was said and what was stated and what was shown were, was a tale of two of two different ball games. And like I think two that, minutes of footage. It was dude, crazy. You know, they showed they showed Richie and Gabe on on Aaron Donald once. And from what I heard, Richie was handling yeah. Donald the yeah. whole day. I heard Ga- uh, Rodney was handling Donald the whole game. The whole offensive the whole line day. was pretty much handling him. Even did you see Trent Brown? Trent Brown yeah. locked him up, man. It was it was man, he was uh, Aaron Donald the whole defensive line, man. They were and, our offensive line was working them for sure. Well, and let's not and let's not, you know, you touched on Tyler Renfro. Let's not leave Tyler Renfro out. I mean, that catch, that catch in the end zone against Nickarobi Coleman, I mean, that was come on, dude. <laughs> Oh yeah! How do oh, they yeah. not show that? How do they big not time? Show and there's even a second one that I wish uh, the Raiders page at least or somebody would have showed. He had a one on one on the outside with Marcus Peters, and uh, simply beat him on this little curl route, and then made a move to the inside and scored a touchdown on him from like the ten yard line. So it was just pure footwork got around Marcus Peters. That was something I haven't seen footage of anywhere, and really wish I had something to attach to it. Uh, just, just so everyone can see, man. I mean, Hunter Renfro, uh, mastermind, I think, whenever it comes to running routes. But um, two stories now that were featured on Hard Knocks, or two people. First was in the preseason game. Uh, we had a big Nathan Peterman run, and then we had a clutch, quick slant to uh, a number 89 that did not drop the ball, Keelan Doss. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he's kind of a native. Uh, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about Keelan Dawson? What you thought of how they covered him in Hard Knocks? Yo, first and foremost, shout out to Alameda. That's my hometown. So, yeah. shout out to Alameda. Shout out to Keelan Doss. Even though you went to uh, the school that was a rival of everybody of, that I knew growing up, um, you balled out and you put on for the city. Uh, anybody that doesn't know about Alameda, Alameda is a small. Anybody that doesn't know Alameda knows or Alameda is a small city small island actually it's a peninsula off the coast of uh, of oakland so to speak there's two bridges that come in there's a tunnel what whatnot but there's two high schools out there or actually three two high schools that have football and then one just has basketball anyways big rivalry city keelan doss comes from that city it's it's a it's a town full of uh full of a lot of people a lot of a lot of players that used to live there but uh i'm excited about it yeah, no, it was good stuff. It was cool to see the hometown kid catching touchdowns. You could tell the entire team was uh, was stoked on it for him. And he's still, I mean, he's right there on the bubble. And, you know, I thought that Keelan Doss can maybe edge out a roster spot. But even now tonight, Ryan Grant making some plays, uh, really dude. mixing it up, dude. Uh, ooh, Ryan wide Grant's receiver. making it real hard. 
Wide receiver is going to be tough this year, dude. I don't really know. And what's frustrating is, uh, you know, we're going to have to cut two or three guys that I don't think are going to – I mean, they're going to be on someone else's 53. Oh, yeah. Oh, we we had the same problem in 2016, remember? Yeah. You know, we, we that's when Roberts. we had uh, Bryce Robert or Bryce Butler and uh, Rod Streeter. And I love Butler. I love Butler. Butler never. I don't think Butler ever got his, his shot. He played pretty good whenever he was over there in Dallas, and I was a little disappointed because I think he could have did that whenever he's here with the Raiders. And I think uh, Derek liked him too, but just never quite got that opportunity. And also, um, one other guy now, uh, Max Crosby, uh, ugh, ended up breaking his hand. But what do you think? Uh, what do you think comes out of Mad Max uh, the rest of the season? Uh, other than buying you a drink, <laughs> he's dude. got money in the bank. Oh, dude, can you believe that? That was pretty good. Uh, what was that? A seven hundred eighty thousand signing bonus? Yeah, I believe that's what that dude. was. Dude, look, Max is going to do some things. I, I love the kid's motor. Uh, I love the kid's. I love the kid's positivity. I love the way that he gets after it. He fights for every single down. Uh, he's a guy that you, you know, he may he may not get the sacks that you that you look to see, but he's going to get tackles. And I think Gruden put it best. He, he's going to lead the league in effort, and he's going to be a guy that play that people are going to look at and say, you know what, this Crosby kid, we got to watch out for because he's that guy that never stops. And in the fourth quarter of a game, he's going to be the guy that you know quarterback drops back Flacco's dropping back he thinks that everything is all hunky-dory and all of a sudden Crosby's gonna come and smack him in the face great dude I just man it sucks that he got hurt dude like I get it he'll be back soon he'll be probably playing in a cast for a few weeks but man these preseason reps I felt were gonna be so vital to uh, a jump start in his rookie year uh man that just that one hurt and I didn't realize that I was actually in the middle of uh recording the the podcast after the preseason game last week is right before I talked to you, and all of a sudden I got. I think Vic uh, Tafer broke the news that he broke his hand. I'm like, holy freaking crap, dude! Like that just it kind of put a little damper in my night. Kind of kind of killed my mood. We had a we had a good thing going. Uh, so between Gabe Jackson right now and uh, Max Crosby, <sighs> goofy little nagging injuries like that. That yeah, it's just the only thing that hangs up a, a, a really good start to a preseason for us, yep. man. Yeah, but uh, one thing I do want to say that that has been a really bright spot, and I, I I just thought of this: DeAndre Washington, man, dude, dude, right? Yeah, uh, and not just his rushing. I mean, he's come out of the back. He's kind of been a little bit of a do it all. And you know what's weird is we haven't seen much Jalen Rashard. He was kind of coming out kind of later in games. Or is there some concern in the in the running back department? You think with more Rashard or Martin? I think it's more possibly with, I don't know. I think maybe with Richard. I think knowing Gruden and knowing what he has with Richard, he can possibly use him as a trade, as, as a trade, as a trade tip. And, you know, Martin is, Martin's a little more expensive. I think he, he's more guaranteed money. Um, but I think that Washington, we look at him, he's, he's virtually worth nothing. And for us to get production out of him, we can get a lot of play. So I'm curious to see what they do, but I, I'm really excited with the play that he's been having because I haven't really expected this out of him. Yeah, why don't we trade uh, 
one of our running backs and maybe Keith Smith back to Dallas and we'll pick up an offensive guard maybe, huh? <laughs> <laughs> something. We need something going on here, man. Uh, but I will say uh, the interior of our offensive line played really freaking well today. And we've talked about this many times, Kenny King. You just get a good that uh, dude that's in there and he, he's big and strong and can hold his own. Uh, you you plant them right there next to Rodney Hudson. Uh, they're gonna know what their job is, no matter what. They just gotta make sure they execute it. But uh, it's a maker, baby. I think we can do it. You know, for a couple weeks, I think we can do it. Yeah, I mean, I think we can do it. I think that you know we're gonna see we're gonna get a good look out of these guys. Um, you know, we faced a good defensive line today. Let's let's not sugarcoat it. This was a good defensive line. Mm-hmm. We had two of the best outside of pass rushers in the league. We had Terrell Suggs, who's been in the league for 17 years and has been one of the top defensive ends for those past 17 years. And then we had Chandler Jones, who's been the league mm-hmm. leader in sacks for the past three years. So we faced a really good we faced a really good line, but we also had a really good interior rush. And so the fact that we were holding our own and we kept our quarterbacks relatively clean, we, we had a good night. Yeah, it was some good stuff, Kenny. Hard Knocks has been rolling pretty hot. We got through another preseason game. Very happy. The second half wasn't the greatest. Didn't move the ball much. Uh, the backup quarterback battle, I talked about it a little bit ago. Dude. Uh, is, uh, I don't know. I just At the end of the day, the way I see it is if Derek goes down, we're screwed either way. But, man, uh, no matter what, things are looking good for the Raiders this year. Hard Knocks is in full swing. Preseason is halfway over. Uh, we are shoot, man. What are we now? Three weeks away from the home opener. Uh, yeah. Three and a half. I don't know. Twenty-five I'm, days. I'm pretty bad at math, so we're, we'll skip the math part of that. But we're getting close. Uh, I'm ready to rock, man. I'm fired up, Kenny King. Uh, do you have one last message here for the listeners? Raider Nation, as we take the trip up to the Great White North, go over to Winnipeg, where. Obviously, ticket sales, according to Mike Florio's punk ass, were incredibly low. We faced the Packers of the Bay of Green. We're going to go up there. We're going to heat it up. We're going to melt that cheese, put it all over some chips, and eat nachos on the plane ride home. Let's go, Raider Nation. You serious right now? Dead serious. You go to eat nachos? Nachos. <laughs> oh man. You like that? You know you like that, don't you? Last week last week I was gonna punch Tyree Kill in the chest. This week we're gonna eat nachos. Nachos. They're cheese they're they're cheese heads. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Kitty King never disappoints me in real talk. Always uh, always keeping me on my toes, man. But, like I said, Raiders are looking good this offseason. Make sure you guys stay up with my podcast. I know I had mentioned in the past that we're going to start up some live streaming, but I'm finding myself in an opportunity now uh, to finally build the studio that I need here. And um, that's going to be maybe going into motion in the next, I'd say, month. The project should be getting started. Uh, So I might be holding off on live streaming because if I can build this studio, I can take the live streaming to the next level, really set it up, really put on a show, really put on a pregame show. So you might not see it until, I don't know, maybe 
a few weeks. It might be mid-season. Who knows? I don't know. Depends on how fast everything falls into place. Uh, could be week two or three. Uh, could be week eight. Could be after the bye week. Who knows? We'll see how that goes. Keep track. Um, or I could just say screw it and start doing it uh, week one. Who knows? Uh, I just kind of operate week by week. As you guys can probably already tell, my plans always change. Uh, but yeah, keep track of it. Shout out uh, to uh, Has again at IHasCopper on Twitter. Um, and congrats to Taylor White flying in from Kansas City uh, to receive the tickets and the jersey for his daughter. Uh, some good stuff. It was a great episode. We're 2-0 in the preseason. Things are rolling hot. Make sure you keep up with everything on the RaiderCody.com website. And if you've made it this far, please, please, please do me a favor and leave a rating and a review. I know I've said this a few times, but I love it. I absolutely love it whenever I maybe click on the pod sometime in the middle of the week. Want to check the ratings. I love seeing a new review come up and seeing what you guys have to say. So if you have any kind of comment to leave me, leave it, drop it in there. Uh, It's great publicity for the show spread the love that's kind of your way of giving back to me for all the hard work i try and put in for you guys but yeah i appreciate it raiders are looking good the season's right around the corner so i hope you guys are ready raider nation and until next time see ya